Hello, welcome to the podcast of Startup Recruitment Failures. I'm Indra, founder and CEO of JobRely. We're building LinkedIn automation platform for outbound recruitment. And today my guest is Andres Bicheka, partner at Revolut. Andres, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, Indra. Hi. Uh, I mean, you already introduced me. <laughs> that, that title even includes... Um, so much that uh, you know uh, that I experienced, and I'm uh, really grateful that I experienced all these um, things at uh, Revolut. Right, I, I joined Revolut uh, six years ago, mm-hmm. almost from the very beginning, and I probably changed I don't know eight or nine positions at Revolut. Then partner currently is one of those things, uh, titles if you like, but but there is uh, other. Uh, other titles like, you know, deputy CEO and board member at the Revolut Bank in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as, as usual in startups, we still do a lot of, a lot of things when needed. Great. Well, Revolut grew dramatically. Yeah. And how many people are there at the company globally already? Currently, as of, uh, October, uh, 2022, uh, there are almost 6,000 people. Wow. Uh, wow. Globally, really, that, that's a good point. Anywhere from Tokyo to San Francisco, right? Spanning really the whole, the whole world. Oh my God. I remember the, the year when Revolut just opened and got the license from Lithuanian yeah. Bank. And uh, yeah. it's, it's hard to believe. Uh, I'm yeah, very yeah, it's, glad it's, about it's, this. It's, it's really hard. Once you are inside, right? That's another thing. Maybe the listeners would, would agree, especially in the high growth uh, startups in, in the very beginning and when they are a bit bigger. You wouldn't necessarily think that you grew, you know, the company grew that much because you're always working. You know, there is no kind of a lot of time and a lot of occasions to stop and reflect. Mm-hmm. Oh, we grew like, uh, you know, five times or 10 times. You're always like doing grinding and you're always pushing yourself and the company. And, and, uh, yeah, we are 6,000, but now I think, hmm, it's only a matter of, you know, few years probably when we are like 20,000 or 50,000. And how do you see the difference uh, back then when there were only a few people and now, uh, I don't know, the work culture or maybe the environment? Do you see any difference or are you still grinding? No, I think that's that's a very good point. And I think that almost requires another pot, uh, podcast, uh, Indra, right? So, you know, in the future, maybe <laughs> uh, about this culture and kind of perception of the environment and, and feeling uh, the, the changes when you are uh, big compared to when you were small. I think it really depends what person wants to see, right? So in my case, I could definitely see, oh, now it's a bit more bureaucratic. You know, the decisions mm-hmm. cannot be made that fast uh, than it used to be because in the past, right, you would need to do, uh, you know, 10 jobs in your position, right? Whatever the position was, let's say in my case, right, I would need to just do because there are not enough people. And now we have people you know, very kind of focused on particular area and, and field and the decision making is, is a bit, uh, you know, bureaucratic is probably the right word, right? Yeah. Corporate, if you like, right? But then when you think about that rationally, you almost have to become corporate or start becoming corporate because if you think of any other company in the world, especially the big, big one, yeah. Google's, Facebook's and similar, they all started as startups in the past, right? You probably remember seeing Mark Zuckerberg drinking beer upside down in those, um, you know, uh, YouTube videos like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's a huge corporation, right? With the security people at the door and, you know, and, and a lot of, a lot of um, processes, a lot of, uh, you know, bureaucracies or corporations. And that is essentially the right thing because all these bureaucracies, all those processes, all those kind of, you know, extended decision making that 
helps to be sustainable, right? And not that chaotic as, as, as in the beginning. But we are still trying to grind. This culture, it didn't escape anywhere. Okay. We're still pushing ourselves, still getting things done, never settling and other, you know, revolute values that uh, are already somewhat famous in some of the... You know, um, okay, glad to hear. Glad to hear that the companies also are still grinding, right? And, and still <laughs> doing their best. Not only we're us. still small. Come on, we're still small. <laughs> okay, and well, well, you're not. It's six thousand people, and I believe that you recruited and many, and you had uh, quite a few recruitment failures. Maybe you could emphasize uh, yeah. the one which is like I don't know the the most insightful. One or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I thought about that, Indra. There, there could be many uh, where you can, let's say, you 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 asked the wrong questions, and then in in the end, you know, you you got uh, you know wrong wrong answers or the right answers, and then once the person started, it's like they don't know. You, you're kind of regretting that you didn't ask or you didn't check one thing or another. But um, I chose to maybe explore one thing, especially in the early days, and that would be useful for. Early startups, let's say one, two uh, years, you know, of uh, startups, maybe three years. It just really depends how fast they grow mm-hmm. and which stage they are in the growth uh, phase. But in our case, um, we were somewhat, at least I personally, I can talk about, you know, myself. I was doing a lot of recruitment in, in, in various roles um, at Revolut, and especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've somehow believed that if you have a very experienced on paper, on LinkedIn, not on paper, on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. a very experienced person, right? Let's say SVP, VP at a big company. Mm -hmm. We're not only talking about, you know, the the famous ones. It could be any kind of big company, 10,000 plus employees, 50,000 plus employees, right? Mm -hmm. You somehow believed and you you recruit for the particular role, let's say, uh, you know, head of growth or head of, you know, partnerships or head of business development or, you know, some, you know, head of country uh, and so on, Mm -hmm. you would believe that uh, that person almost automatically believe and take it for granted that person almost like has to know how to do things, right? Yeah. And you may sometimes, I remember I was maybe skipping or like, uh, you know, being too biased or too kind of uh, misled by that belief and taking that for granted because, wow, they look so good on their CV. Mm-hmm. They must do good at the company if, if we get them to join us, right? And what then happens in majority of the cases, I'm not saying that all of them, you know, who try to, you know, after the legacy job, after kind of, you know, the big job, uh, uh, join a, a young startup, all of them of course. don't know how to do things. <laughs> but I'm talking about some of the particular cases in my you know, uh, experience and in Revolut's experience in, in the very beginning where they join, they cannot. And believe me, I, I, I went through the same process myself when, you know, 10 years ago, I left the legacy company mm-hmm. and they joined my first startup. Uh, you know, Revolut essentially is my sixth, fifth or sixth startup or even seventh startup. Oh, wow. Right. And that startup really? journey. And obviously when joining Revolut, I already understood that what startup world is. But the first startup that I joined after the legacy, you know, type of company or the big corporate company, mm-hmm. it was a nightmare for me. I was used to, to think, uh, you know, systematically, 
to have processes written somewhere, you know, so we can kind of follow processes efficiently and so on. Mm -hmm. And when I joined that startup, I remember, and that same is probably valid for some of the candidates that we hired, you know, yeah. some experienced candidates that we hired in, in the past, uh, was that, wow, there's so much chaos. How is it even impossible? Anything is, is accomplished, you know? Oh my God, you know, uh, so much miscommunication, so much, you know, chaotic things. No one and exactly knows say, what to do, right? <laughs> exactly. It's like uh, everyone is running around, you know, it's, it's, and what happens? So I somehow, and pretty sure the same happened. And I even asked, you know, how these candidates at Revolut, uh, you know, the beginning when I'm speaking about this kind of experienced, mm -hmm. good on paper, looking good on paper, senior roles, candidates, how would you know that you will fit mm -hmm at the startup, right? This question actually developed a bit later after a few mistakes, okay. <laughs> you know, when we had to say goodbye mutually to, to those senior candidates that we hired, right? So we, we started to, and maybe we will dig into that, uh, you know, learning phase uh, mm -hmm. a bit later. But I would then ask, how would you know that you will fit? And the answer would definitely raise some red flags mm -hmm. uh, if, if the answer is something like, Oh, I've been reading about fintech for last three years. Mm -hmm. I've been reading TechCrunch, mm -hmm. you know, some other blogs and magazines. You know, I'm so excited about fintech. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it looks exciting. <laughs> so this is this is th this enthusiasm is good. It's, it's a healthy thing to have in the candidate. <laughs> but yeah. but then it's actually this hands-on and problem-solving elements that are crucial to check for in the interviews. Mm -hmm. And we didn't check for some of those, for these things in some of the candidates in the beginning. And we had this painful experience, let's say, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's, it's mutual fault, I would say, right? Course, like the, the, the candidates also should have done maybe, you know, some, you know, Better diagram check and, 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 and so mm -hmm. on, uh, you know, the, checking the, whether they would really fit. And after we realized, after a few uh, expensive mistakes, because, uh, you know, it's also important to realize when, you, when you're looking for that, you know, senior person that early, it's a big, it's, got, it's going to be a big, uh, you know, increase in the burn rate, right, for that startup, because that person would want not even like a lot of options, let's say, mm -hmm. but also like a salary, you know, a, a proper salary, right? Because normally they are already kind of established uh, professionals, mm -hmm with their family, with their kids, private schools, and, and so on. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, 50,000 a year type of hire. Yeah. Um, so it can be really painful for the startup. I have a question about this, as, as you said yourself, the learning curve, right? Mm -hmm. And first of all, like, is it possible to assess uh, a person person's suitability to a startup? How, how could yeah. you assess that? Yeah, that's a very good point. Of course, you know, there is no 100% success recipe. Of course. Uh, to, 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 to find that, oh, this person would definitely fit into the startup, right? Mm -hmm. And But uh, talking specifically, even, even if that person, like myself in the past, right, came, uh, let's say when I joined Revolut, I uh, already had like five startups on my CV, right? So I, I definitely knew that it, it could be chaotic. Mm -hmm. It would require to work, you know, long hours. It could require to do many things, right? Not my, just my area of, you know, of title, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, even for that, for these type of candidates, there is a, a risk to not be, to not fit, 
uh, high growth uh, startup, right? Uh, so especially for some uh, candidates that, uh, you know, spent 15, 20, 25 years in one company, as I said, like, more like bigger company, corporate company with processes established, with teams knowing what they're doing, with people knowing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. For that person, they, but nonetheless, as you say, as you're trying to refer, there could be cases that still that person could fit. Of into the startup. Yeah. And the way to find this out, and then we obviously developed the whole, you know, hiring, uh, you know, uh, 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 system, if you like, and, and questions and, 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 and mm -hmm. stages and, and so on. And now it's even more developed. So, but in the past, let's say early stages, what we try to do, we really try to dig deeper and see how hands-on they still could be. It's not like they have to do the PowerPoints themselves, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. But whether some of the biggest achievements lately that the team or the company have achieved, what was their involvement into that, mm -hmm. you know, achievement? And more importantly, especially if they are like managerial level people, which normally are there to manage people, right, in the right direction, we really ask about the greatest problem in their, in, in their opinion, mm -hmm. Um, the greatest challenge, in their opinion, that they recently worked with and either, you know, succeeded to achieve or not succeeded to achieve. And then they would start describing that challenge, right? They, you know, it's kind of easy, uh, I guess, for anyone to think of some recent, you know, uh, challenges. Yeah. And one, th then what you do, you really dig deeper to the level where you understand whether that person was there just for the sake of being there, like, you know, I don't want to kind of insult anyone or, you know, these corporations, etc. But sometimes it happens that those people, especially, you know, big seniorities, um, they are there, that not necessarily actually digging into the problem. Yeah. A good example could be someone that on the highest level possible in the management, you know, structure, like Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure if you ask Elon Musk, about even the gradual, very detailed problem yeah. about some of the manufacturing of the cars or, you know, SpaceX or whatever, he would probably know... Everything about it. Yeah, everything about it. I'm not saying that, you know, you know, every manager, senior manager has to have that, but it's so important because if you do your job well, and especially relevant for Revolut cases, right? Mm -hmm. If you are responsible for one area or another area, you cannot, it's not the time where you cannot know the details. Mm -hmm. Not to the very deep hundred layer depth, but the details, why we are going this, this, this why we're solving the, the problem this way and not this way and, and, and so on. So, you know, how did you uh, change the course? What did you do to, to kind of solve this? And when you ask those questions and dig deeper and dig deeper, with those questions, you really understand that, you know, that person wasn't that, maybe hands-on is, is the wrong word, but, you know, familiar wow. or really like, I would say it th this way, it's not that person that reaped the success, let's say, of the project. You know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's almost whether with that person or without that person, probably the team would have figured out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I know what you mean. But yeah. how, what do you think if like, 
for example, uh, a person did not have any chance and or maybe the organizational structure was so that uh, they couldn't mm -hmm. be just involved or hands-on, mm -hmm. as you say. Uh, is mm -hmm. there any other way, not just by cases and digging deeper by the behavior uh, of the person in that specific uh, job uh, position, but somehow by mm -hmm. the personality to assess that maybe the person wants to switch yeah. from corporate to a start yeah. life, right? That's a good one. And we have, um, you know, sometimes, especially in, in nowadays, right, at, at Revolut, there is so much complexity, right, that uh, sometimes you just, you know, have to fill some of the senior roles that wouldn't necessarily know a lot of detail, right? It's like, you know, it's a huge team, let's say, or teams, you know, under that department that they just have to be there and represent and, and, mm -hmm. and represent the company with the many other stakeholders, maybe even outside, you know, the company, the regulators and, and policymakers and so on. So obviously now it's like totally different world than it used to be. Mm -hmm. But in the past, it's really things that, that helped in my, you know, experience was that you would still potentially give the person, if the person really kind of uh, has the right attitude or sorts the some hypothetical, mm -hmm. you know, situations, you know, how would you do, you know, the questions like, you know, how would you increase the, the profit of the company, mm -hmm. you know, which is, which is almost applicable to any role, if you like. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, because even if it's HR or legal, you can almost ask that question just to kind of get their sense of thinking and then analytical kind of mm -hmm. way of, of thinking. And if you see that they're kind of digging deeper and they're very analytical, and if you are open and transparent in that early stage from the startup and with that person who is looking to make the move, if you are very transparent with that person, and ideally that person really wants to leave that job, that, that, that current job, mm -hmm. you know, at the big company, and it's not like, you know, oh, if I join this startup, it has to work out. Yeah. Right? I would always look for... For this, because that could be really painful, if you know what I mean, right? Yeah, then it's very difficult, you know, to... Yeah, it's very difficult. Right that path. can, you know, be kind of very difficult and painful situation for professionals in, in, in their careers, right? That, let's say, they really were, were, were hoping to join this mm -hmm. high-growth startup and, and spend another 15 years with, with that startup. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and it didn't work out after, you know, three months or six months. And, and now they kind of they're, they're mm -hmm. somehow you know, depressed or, or, or like not knowing what to do. And, and Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree that transparency is it's like the number one, I think, I believe, because as we talked in the very beginning, it's a mutual agreement, right? So a candidate, yeah. they also have to assess everything and make yes. the decision according to themselves uh, after, yes. after what they heard. And how about... Uh, like meetings uh, out of office, right? So mm. a good example is uh, Google's founder, uh, founders hiring mm -hmm. CEO Eric Schmidt, inviting 11 CEO candidates to Burning Man, right? So to see how they behave mm. and like totally different and really chaotic, right? And stressful, other kind of <laughs> stressful situations. And I heard there is another Lithuanian startup, what they do is, if it's a like higher level candidate, they invite for dinner, uh, just you know, to spend some time to see how the mm -hmm. person is behaving. How do you find th these kind of the interviewing? Yeah, th this, these things could be important uh, for for sure, but uh, it's almost like a, how to say a com complementary 
thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's on the top yeah. of of the skills, etc. Because it's important. And and again, I don't want to to say that you know to push a very kind of biased thing that everyone who achieved a lot in in their lives or you know, cannot cannot do a startup, etc. No, not 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 at all. It's different people, different situation, different startups, different cultures, and 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 so on. They could be excellent fit mm-hmm. for another startup, you know, and and so on. So in our case, uh, it would still be the skills and the. Uh, ability and the chance of fitting and doing the job at hand properly over this, how to say, soft, mm-hmm. soft elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's important that, you know, you can spend time with that person in one room, right? Yeah. Uh, and that you can speak and, 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 and debate and, and have, uh, you know, common values and, and, and so on. But for sure, it's 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 the skills that will you know they're not the skills, but you know the problem solving, the the kind of the the grit, the never settle, get it done. I would say get it done is is really the most important. You know, mm-hmm. it's very very important for us. You know, I would say Indra is is so important for us to figure out. Uh, let's say if I take on the scale from you know from one to one hundred, right? On where are they on get it done scale? Of things, mm-hmm. because more than anything, at the early stage startups, and I really hope that you know the, the audience um, that listens are really on that uh, stage, and you know, so some of some of the audience is on that uh, you know early startup stage. It's more important to get things done and to push things to the world than to contemplate, to evaluate the risk, whether you should do this way or this way. I know it sounds boring and probably everyone knows that, mm-hmm. but especially in the beginning. And that for me, if if you ask me, you know, what are your top three, like total ultimate learnings of this, uh, you know, startup, you know, Revolut, especially Revolut, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, experience, one of them would be just do it, you know, get it done. If you're not embarrassed when you are, Launching something, you are launching too late. Yeah. Okay. This is the you know I don't know who first said that you know Facebook uh, you know Mark Zuckerberg or somebody you know but this is so 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 true um, uh, because uh, alternatively you can be crushed by your competition uh, b- before you even launch something right if you if you procrastinate and you do so this element of getting things done and understanding from the candidate whether he will be really pushing the boundaries. And again, different stages of the growth of the company uh, dictates a bit different things, right? We cannot be reckless now. Uh, We are obviously less uh, aggressive in that sense, right, of pushing things now when we used to be. Mm -hmm. I'm particularly speaking about that early stage when you need to establish yourself, but no one knows you, Yeah. right? No one knows you. You have to get there. You really have to get there because the worst thing can happen. You just, you know, you don't fly or you pivot, yeah. And you do, you know, something, something else or, or you just, you know, close this startup and, and, and do another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's better to do this earlier than later always. Yeah. 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 For sure. Now, now we obviously, you know, evaluate a lot of things sometimes, you know, and this is what, you know, <laughs> I would, I would sometimes like some things to be fast, you know, as not, not normally, right. I still have that characteristic from the past, right? More mm. pronounced. Okay. And could you give an ex- uh, exact situation when you hired a person? So you interviewed the LinkedIn profile mm-hmm. looks amazing, uh, but the person is not getting yeah. uh, things done. So how, so, how is happening and how are yeah, you reacting to it? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Look, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure every situation was uh, different as far as I remember. And it has to be different, right? With different candidates and, and so on. 
But uh, one of the common one, uh, which I'm pretty sure can happen at any at any high growth uh, startup uh, in similar situation when the the person uh, the startup hired uh, senior person that they hired in the beginning is 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 essentially you know n- not fitting the the expectations mm-hmm. of the startup, right? So uh, let's say during your weekly catch-ups, right, with that new new employee, you keep hearing even after you give the feedback. Even after you give the, the gui- guidance of just kind of try to push some things, try to get, you know, some mm-hmm. early wins and low hanging fruit, you know, you still hear, let's say 90% of the time spent defining the problem mm-hmm. and only 10% uh, actually uh, proposing the solution or acting on the solution. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say if the time of the, that the person spends on, on the defining the problem is more than 50%, mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than speaking about the solution and laying down the solution or talking about the, you know, the result of, of the actions mm-hmm. taken to solve that problem is, is already a red flag. If, and it, it happened in many cases, right? Then you try to say to the, to those people, uh, okay, you know, try to, you know, minimize the, the time you spend about the problem because there's always going to be problems. Mm-hmm. That's what, why we hired you. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily to That's define right. the problems again or tell, retell the problems back to us that we already know. Yeah, that's the um, one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, focus on the solutions. Uh, focus. Uh, tell tell me the solutions. You know, uh, lay down the solutions. Let's speak about the solutions. And I don't know why, but really, it may happen. You know, it sounds like yeah, it's stupid. You know, those people have to understand. But you know what? And again, without any judgment, mm-hmm. uh, in many cases, in those big corporations. Again, I'm not saying that those corporations are bad. It's exactly the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. A lot of meetings are spent defining the problem and, and sometimes not even a single uh, minute left to look for the solution or to define the solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to imitate the problem solving, basically. Oh, yeah, that's another <laughs> trick. <laughs> okay. And uh, how long does it usually take uh, for you to identify that there is um, no match? Look, my rule of thumb Mm -hmm. is uh, three months. Okay. Used to be three months. Now, you know, it's different now. It's with our kind of revised hiring, et cetera. We we kind of look for more stuff depending on the the position that we are hiring for. But Mm -hmm. definitely, if you really want to see whether that senior person that you hired and you are really spending a lot of money, which are so precious for early startups, right? Unless they raised, you know, one billion and they have to burn money. Um, Is really to evaluate that uh, mutually, to evaluate that uh, within a a few months, not spill into a year. That's that's for sure. You know, like if if you Mm -hmm. if you allow to prolong it into a year, that's you know, I, I think it's not beneficial for either side, right? The, the, and I'm also sure for the, the pers- team, right? Because the yes. person, especially if yeah. there is a manager, so he they just get you know reorganize everything, and then if you hire another yeah. one, it's again the transition period. So yeah, yeah not not worth yeah. at all. So that's why we we you know we have, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other companies still have probation periods, right? It's just it's, it's exactly now coinciding with, coinciding with the three months, mm-hmm. right? Which really helps us to evaluate the person and to have those checkpoints, 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we, we, Indra, we could really do another st- uh, mm-hmm. podcast or three you know, on these on these uh, ways of um, making sure that the person that joins uh, has a good chance to fit into the role. And uh, another question is um, like what I'm curious about is because yeah. in the very beginning, Revolut, all the employees were kind of shareholders getting stock options. Is it yes. still now like this? Yeah, no, no, let's say there are different, you know, now we are like, as I told you, Indra, right? we, are, yeah. we are big, uh, I mean, not that big, but not that small anymore, right? Yeah. So uh, there are this options uh, element in their remuneration, whether it's a sign-on bonus uh, when you just start the job, or whether it's um, uh, performance bonuses, which are also in, in options. Mm-hmm. It's it's a crucial uh, part. It's an important part of the remuneration at, at Revolut and on, of the uh, motivation to some extent, right? Because let's not, I'm very straightforward with when it comes to like, oh, what motivates me to, you know, mm-hmm. to, to work at this particular company or that company? I think it's two things. It's the product that the company is building or like the, 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 the mission that the company is, is striving for and, and working for, mm-hmm. right? To achieve in the world. And that satisfaction that comes when you see people using your product and which changes their lives or like improves their lives or whatever, you know, the, the particular product is. And the other part is the money part. Mm-hmm. It has to be that part. It has to be the remuneration. And, and what you c- can do with that part, you know, to, to improve your life, to improve your relative's life, to, to then make a difference yourself, right? If you earn a lot of, you know, money at that particular startup in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, right? Then, you know, to create a charity, to do- donate to the charity and so on. So I, I don't know, maybe I see the world just too black and white, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of... It's important. But for me also to, to be a shareholder is like a different kind of the motivation, right? Yeah. You're building yeah, kind yeah. of your startup, not, not someone else. Yeah. No, look, if you are not owning the company, and it's very kind of straightforward, I don't want to kind of make the headlines with this, with this sentence that I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I would think if you want that metaphor and analogy, it's really simple, right? Like let's, when you are not the shareholder of the company, you are from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. employee mm-hmm. or, you know, <laughs> worker. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are shareholder of the company, you are 24-7. What I mean by 24-7 is not that you work 24-7, but you care about the company yeah. 24-7, yeah. right? It's your baby. And it doesn't matter how, you know, of course, the more you have, the more shares you have, the more options you have, you, you probably care a bit more. But still, even if it's just, you know, something, mm-hmm. it's different, uh, definite, different balance. And, different. and this is my question, because, you know, in the very beginning of, of any startup, uh, when you become a shareholder, then you are really a key person and the amount, uh, the proportion of yeah. the shares is higher. But when there is a yeah. very big company, you get a very yeah. small percentage. So is it still motivating or is it then just money? So then you flip into the product and 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 uh, mission uh, area more mm-hmm. than you flip into the when you kind of keep yourself in, in that, uh, you know, um, options remuneration area, if, if you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're totally right. There are so many employees, and uh, now I'm not going to use Revolut case. I'm going to use uh, some of the really big ones, uh, you know, Googles and Apples right. and, and Facebooks, where there are still employees from like 15 years, 12 years, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
that they've got amazing packages in terms of options, right? So their options are probably worth, you know, tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions for some. Mm-hmm. And they are still with the company. Yeah. And why they are with the company, I'm pretty sure if they ask, because that's very kind of natural, there's still something that motivates them. And in many cases, there must be, <laughs> I'm just yeah, talking like course. Jesus now, <laughs> um, um, uh, like God, right? Or someone that knows everything, but there must be that product, that mission, the feeling that the, the, the knowing that the product that you work on or the project or the people could be even people internally at, at the company that you 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 are in in the same team. You impact their life and you change their life for the good, mm-hmm. and you make the world a better place. I know it sounds cliche, but to make the world a better place, I think it's the ultimate motivator, even for the biggest biggest entrepreneurs in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And not to retire, not to think of the retirement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So what, what would be the key insight for other listeners, for other startup people uh, when mm-hmm. hiring? What is the most insightful thing you learned do you, throughout your career? Yeah, so look, um, I will try to, to, to kind of direct and address my insight, if you like, mm-hmm. to the particular area of uh, potential listeners, right? Because it's impossible to tell something that would fit all of your listeners, of right? There's so, it could be so different uh, and like, you know, some of them may think, oh, oh my God, you know, what is he talking about? And some of them, oh my God, you know, this is the best thing in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm really directing it to the founders of the startups, right? Tech startups most likely that grow, right? They're not, not keeping, let's say, a few people, but actually grow, you know, into tens and, and, and hundreds potentially within the, let's say, first three years, right? Let's take this kind of, you know, most common segment. Mm-hmm. So for that segment, uh, from the hiring perspective, especially hiring the experts, is really hiring for the people that would be hands-on, that would be okay with solving the problems, mm-hmm. right? That wouldn't sit uh, down uh, on the sofa or behind the sofa and kind of, you know, hide from the responsibility and and not knowing uh, the details. At the same time, you have to manage the the, the candidate's expectations. So maybe, you know, just to kind of clarify the big, big insight Mm -hmm. is to really manage expectations. As Warren Buffett, I think, uh, has said, the secret of happy life is low expectations. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's low expectations. I will rephrase it. The secret of happy life is managed expectations. Yeah. Right? So if expectations are managed from both sides, right? So the company b- believes and manages expectations that, okay, this is the person that we want to have and this is exactly the person that it seems to be, right? And it's a good fit for us, not only by looking at the LinkedIn profile and the titles that they have, you know, and, and so on, but really by asking these questions that I went through in this podcast. And on the candidate side, again, managing expectations in a way, as you said, Indra, maybe doing a bit of more research mm-hmm. of, the, of the company, of, of the culture, maybe challenging the belief that I will be fine after working at this, uh, you know, company 20 years. Mm-hmm. And especially if the company hasn't grown that much, that's another potential failure, big failure. Imagine there are so many companies that they are 100 years old or like 50 years old, right? They, they haven't grown at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you still believe, and no matter how many positions you changed at that company, right? Maybe you started as a you know personal assistant in 20 years ago, and now you are like a head of you know engineering. Mm-hmm. This is important to manage the expectation from the candidate about the company, and don't over 
promise to yourself, because I'm pretty sure some of those candidates are just overbelieving in themselves that, mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's going to be a piece of cake, yeah. you know, to adjust to that environment. Because I made the same mistake. I thought it's going to be a piece of cake. And it took me five startups to, <laughs> to, to get adjusted, maybe three, you know, like and on the fourth and fifth one, I already kind of, okay, no one will scare me. <laughs> you know, no one will surprise me. Yeah. So I, let's leave with this one, you know, manage expectations on both sides mm -hmm. and really looking for someone which fits, mm -hmm. you know, what is important for the company. Great. Sounds, sounds really uh, simple, but in reality, not so <laughs> yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Great. So thank you, Andres, so much for your time and for sharing Thanks, your Andrew. story and insights. And thank you to all the listeners. For more podcasts, please visit jobrely.com.